2: Located in Central Florida, Reformation Bible College seeks to equip students in the knowledge of God and His holiness, that they may glorify and enjoy Him in any career they enter. The founder of RBC, Dr. R.C. Sproul, carefully designed the curriculum to provide students with a classical education that is distinctly reformed. In addition to receiving a firm theological foundation and the Reformed tradition, students have the opportunity to grow as they know, serve, and worship the Lord together in community with like-minded believers. Whether attending a weekly chapel service, catching up with a neighbor in the on-campus residence hall, or meeting with a professor at the cafe, NRBC Education provides students with plenty of opportunities to take the biblical truth learned in the classroom, and put it into daily practice. Incoming students can win a full tuition scholarship for their first year of on-campus studies through RBC's annual essay contest. This year, students are invited to submit essays on themes related to the Apostles' Creed. Entries must be received by March 1st, 2024. So start writing today and enter to win at reformationbiblecollege.org slash essay. If you'd like more information about RBC, visit reformationbiblecollege.org or send an email to admissions at reformationcollege.org. Hello and welcome to Dwell, a Circe podcast for homeschool moms by homeschool moms, I'm here today with my co host, Renee Mathis. My name is Karen Kern, and we want to welcome all our listeners.
1: Hi, Renee. Karen, it's good to be here.
2: Good to be here and to see you. And um, today, our topic is creating beauty in our homes. And Renee and I have just spent a half an hour chatting over it because it's really so fun to talk about. But we thought that we would begin with this question. I want to ask Renee this question because um, what year was it you built your house?
1: You know, it is coming up on, well, it's coming up on three years that we moved here to Louisiana from Houston.
2: Okay. Because I wanted to say like a year ago. So I know if I think it's a year ago, it's probably like three years
1: ago. No, we've been in our house a little over two years.
2: Okay. So a little over two years ago, you moved into a house that you had built Mm -hmm. and you probably got to design and you got to decorate. And I know that it's beautiful and I would really like to see the whole house in person someday, but, um, I love your yellow front door and just the whole style that you have going on. And, um, so I want, so in talking about creating beauty, I want to start with A question for you and that is how did you go about making your decisions about how uh, about your paint colors about your you know all the things that go into a home like the floors and the countertops and then from there decorating it because it seems to me like that would be an overwhelming task so in the context of creating beauty how did you do that
1: it was overwhelming, and I never ever want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we did it. I'm so thankful to be here, but I never want to do it again. <laughs> um, but it's to think about that whole process. Um, you know, have, have we all—I'm we, sure we've all seen this time management illustration where you have the jar, and and you have the big rocks, and then you have little pebbles, and then you have sand. And if you want to fit everything in the jar. First, you have to start with the big rocks first. And then you put in the pebbles. And then the pebbles will kind of sink down and and they will fill in some spaces. And then finally, last but not least, you put in the sand, which will fill in all the remaining spaces. And that way you get everything done. But if you start with the sand, if you pour the sand in the jar first, it it will take up space. And then the pebbles will take up space. And then you won't have any room left over for the big rocks. So the point is, Focus on the major things first. Get the important pieces in place first. And I think sometimes um, when we think about adding beauty to our homes, we focus on the little things first. Unfortunately, things like oh, you know, I need to go to Hobby Lobby and buy fall decorations, <laughs> and They harvest welcome, and I need to go buy ten million fake pumpkins and some orange plaid pillows, and that will make my home beautiful.
2: Oh, we call that,
1: yeah. <laughs> and it ends up looking like you know the like like you went to Hobby Lobby. yeah um so i like the idea of learning to put the big things in place first so when we designed our house we we looked at things that were going to be important to steve and i in this season of life where we are in the place that we live what are the big priorities to put into place and so for us you know things like guest rooms um a big enough laundry room to put a dog crate in because we knew we were going to be getting a dog that we crate train and We'll be sleeping in the laundry room. Um, we needed a dining room big enough for our huge dining table when it's all extended out to fit, you know, 10 people. Plus this massive piece of furniture that my husband built that goes in the corner that holds dishes. Um, this is beautiful yeah. unit cabinet. I would that. Most, dining
2: a rooms,
1: yeah. Yeah, most dining rooms aren't big enough to accommodate all of this. So it was nice to have the, the privilege right. of being able to design things like that. Um, other things like how do we spend our time had an impact like, um, yeah, we are probably going to watch TV after dinner and and or we have the kids over or something to watch a movie. So we need a place where we can sit there and do that. Um, fireplaces, though, we're not really big on fireplaces and fires. And so we actually chose not to put a fireplace, even though almost every house plan has a fireplace in it. Yeah, We are like, uh, I'm not going to sit there in a chair and stare at a fireplace. But yeah, the TV probably <laughs> would we, we do that. Yeah. I, I needed, um, I have a, an office for myself with a lot of bookcases and I've already filled them up. And so, you know, but bookshelves are important. So so the big things of how we're going to use the space right. makes, makes a big difference. And what are we going to do in there? And how does this room need to work for us? Um, And I would say those are questions any, any mom can ask, no matter where you live, no matter what your house looks like, how, how does this room need to work for us and where we are in our life and our season with our kids, what we're doing, what does it need to do to be able to, because our house needs to serve us, right? We don't serve. Yeah, we
2: had to, we had to decide that when we um, moved our dining room into the formal living room, because as high chairs came and more people, we couldn't fit in our dining room. And we made that dining room space a small sitting room, which I spend most of my time in because it's just a cozy
1: spot. We
2: did the same thing. Had to do the same, that, that exactly what we're talking about. In
1: Houston, we did the exact same thing. And I remember when my friend told me, you need to make this your dining room. And I remember thinking, that's crazy. That's the formal living room. She was like, you'll use it. And I was like, yeah. you're right. That's funny. Great minds think alike. When it came yeah. to things like paint colors and and floors and all of that, um, I will say I paid someone to help with those decisions because I didn't trust myself, and uh, and, and she's a a blogger, a designer um, that I I just liked the way she put things together, and she did online consultations, and it was it wasn't hugely expensive, but it was the best money I spent because she helped me come up with a plan that. This is your trim color. This is your wall color. This is what cabinet color you need to use over here. And, and you know, she saw my pieces of furniture and this is the carpet that's going to look really well with that. And so I am I'm a huge fan of getting help from someone who is really good at whatever that thing is that you need help with.
2: But it, and most of us have friends. Like if you can't hire a designer, most of us have a friend who has an eye for that. And you know, I have a daughter-in-law who has an eye for
1: that. I have a daughter who has an eye for that. I mean, yeah. let's let's face it, she has an art degree. And that 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 art degree has come in really handy a lot of times because I've been able yeah. to pick her brain. Um, and you know, she would never want to do that as a full-time job, but she's happy to help her mom. And I am so thankful for her because she has a beautiful eye. Um, just recently we uh I bought a painting from a friend who's an artist. And, and that's another thing I'm going to add this little side note for creating beauty is that to have things around you that are meaningful, that, that means something to you. And I think it's great when we know the artist or it's a piece of family history or family memorabilia. Again, it's not something you just went and bought at Target because that doesn't have any meaning to you at all. But um, I had this painting and it, I loved it and I had no idea where to put it. And I don't have a lot of wall space in my house because we have a very open floor plan. And so I'm showing Kristen this picture, like, where am I going to put this? I love it, but it, where's its home? You know, and she looked at it and she walked right into my kitchen and pointed to this upper shelf. And she goes, it goes right there. And it was perfect. It was the 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 one perfect spot in the house that this painting needed to go. And she knew it and she saw it. And I was so thankful for that. So you know, could I have moved it around the house 50 times myself? Probably, maybe. I don't know if I would have thought to put it there. On a shelf. It's a painting, right? Paintings go on walls. No, no. Sometimes paintings can go on a shelf. And and it was perfect. So, um, yeah, I'm a fan of getting other people's input. Um, Sometimes you go out on the internet and there's a lot of voices out there and they don't always know what they're talking about. (laughs) So I would say, be careful of just, you know, yes, there is counsel. There's that Bible versus there's the right in that. There's a balance, right? There's, there's counsel in some people, but there's, there's also too much counsel that could take you down the wrong.
2: And the, the internet is overwhelming. When I go on Instagram, I must look at a lot of homes on Instagram, like people, people who post really cozy homes. Because frequently like I'll see so many and it's like, why am I seeing all these? And then I realize it's because I looked at them. So it knows I'm looking at
1: them. It knows it. but
2: um, I, I I just need to get off there. but um, because it's overwhelming and, and it also causes me to not you know not be content with what I have. It's like I do not need to go to Marshalls again. Or TJ Maxx and look at the fall section, which I actually did the other day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, mean, so I not- know how much is there, but I, I what I really need to do is go in my garage in my box of fall stuff, yeah, and shop there. That's what and I shop things. in my closets where I have some throw pillows, you
1: know. Well, um, yes, and if, when you put them away and then you get them out for the new season, right. I think that's a perfectly legitimate way of creating beauty is is to celebrate the change of the seasons, to to change things up a little bit and it doesn't mean we have to go buy a bunch of new stuff cuz it's it's new to us if it's been in the garage all year right i'm about to get my pumpkins out and you know some fall colored throw pillows and and blankets for the couch you know make it look all cozy and homey but um we don't need to buy buy things every time
2: i also when you were using the analogy of the rocks i was i was thinking how um putting in the big rock for when it's creating beauty in a home that we already have and we're living in, in some ways, that big rock is having it clean. Yes. You know, like, like you can't, you can't bring out your decorations and decorate when everything's like cluttered. You know, when you already have a bunch of stuff on your mantle, don't add a pumpkin to it, like cl- clear it off. Clear and off. Start Or, you know, um, like the the biggest the biggest way the first way i i feel like to bring beauty into your home is to get rid of clutter if that's a problem and clean things and have some white space some clean space mm-hmm. that gives you peace because you know we want to bring beauty into our house because it uplifts our spirits and it brings us a level of peace but if underneath it all if if or next to it there's a mess then you know there's no peace there so start Start with the big rock of having a clean space.
1: One of my favorite um bloggers and I I say an authors. I, I like her book. I'll throw in a book recommendation here. Um and her name is impossible to spell and kind of pronounce. So her her website is really easy to find though. It's just the nester, N-E-S-T-E-R, the nester.com Her name is Mike Willen Smith. And um my husband gave me her book for Christmas before we moved. It's called Cozy Minimalist Home.
2: Oh, that's what I love. That If that would be my style, if I could have
1: one. Well, and it's funny I mean, because I don't necessarily love everything that she does in her home. And I wouldn't say, oh, I, I want to copy that. But she's really good about giving you principles and steps to follow. And And one of the first things that she always says to do when you... If you have a chance to start from scratch or you want to redo a space is what she calls quiet the room. And, and that means just get everything out of it and get it as empty as you can while you figure out what needs to be in this room in order for it to work. I mean, what before, before, again, before you just throw something up on the wall and think that'll make me happier with this room, let's start by just clearing everything out, figuring out what really needs to be in here and then just kind of building it up from scratch. And, and you start with the big things like the big pieces of furniture that have to go there and the last thing that you worry about are the little accessories. Um, in in the middle there you you do things like paint, windows, flooring um but the, the little tiny things or the, the little add-in added touches that's the last thing. So you always have to put the big things in first.
2: yeah and I I imagine that in the context of children's bedrooms, you know, if you, if you really want them to be excited about the potential to have a more organized and clean and pretty space to take all the toys out or to box them all up or do something with them and then bring them back in and say to your kids, is this something we really want to keep? Like, and where are we going to keep it? You know, and, and then to, to, you know, from the bed coverings and the curtains or whatever, to just make them part of the decision making process. And for them to see that happening would be just, a, you know, a really useful, you know, developmentally appropriate thing for children to learn.
1: Absolutely. Because I'm like we are talking to homeschool moms. And when you when you live, play, work, learn, school, teach everything in the same place, um, it, it's going to make a difference, you know, what things look like. And I love the saying that people are more important than things, but the order of things affects people. Right. And I think for most of us, it's a good idea to develop those habits of learning and working in a place that is clean and neat and, um, and, and, and raising our children to know the value of hard work of a job well done. And, and that starts when they're little with, putting that toy on the shelf or putting that book in the bookcase. Even even little toddlers can learn to put a book on a shelf. Um, and and they can learn to, you know, put their blankie on their bed. And all right, decorate it with a teddy bear if you want. <laughs> the point is, you know, we start by teaching them to take responsibility for, for their little things and their little space. And, and they grow up learning to take responsibility for more things and for bigger spaces. And to appreciate, I mean, what were you saying earlier about a bed? about why we teach them to make their bed.
2: To make their bed, yeah, because it, it gives you a sense of peace when you walk into a room with a made bed compared, I mean, it. I assume it gives you a sense of peace. I'm sure that there's a teenage boy somewhere who doesn't care. <laughs> I know there is. are, but you know, as, they, as they grow and become used to seeing a made bed, then they'll, they'll know something is off when it's not made. And they'll know, they'll enjoy the feeling of having a made bed and how that, you know, it's like Jordan Peterson says the 12 rules for life, right? One of those make your bed because it, it expands into so many other areas of your life.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, good thing to teach kids. I wish that I had been um, more, maybe what I mean is I wish I, I wish I had been less tolerant of. Mess (laughs) Mess <laughs> because <laughs> because you know I I look back and I go uh, most of the all, so much cleaning was done by me just tripping over stuff and picking stuff up and we had five kids in a not very big house and sometimes it was a very small house um, and I would just close their bedroom doors because I couldn't stand the mess but I probably should have that's one of the things I would have done differently I would have been more active proactive in making them be more organized with their stuff. But, you know, it's long gone now. They have their own problems. <laughs> <laughs> and some of my kids are very tidy, you know? Mm-hmm. Some of them don't care so much. And they all grew up in the same place. But
1: <laughs> they had the same parents.
2: Yeah, same same mother, <laughs> same dad.
1: I know. No. but And making things beautiful is... I just think it's something, as we're teaching our kids to see, whether it's to see good artwork or to hear good music, we can teach them to see the beauty of a clean counter or a, you know, a a shelf that's arranged with maybe a vase of fresh flowers on it. and, And to appreciate that people are making an effort to make this space look lovely because we care about the people who live here and we care about what they see. And and I want our kids to understand that means you too, and you're important. And I want you to know that people care about you and and want you to grow up in a place that, that where we want each other to feel special and, and cherished and we take care of what God has given us.
2: And it doesn't really cost much to make a space, beauty, beautiful and welcoming. Like for example, um, for years, many years, I've always had flowers on my kitchen table that I get at the grocery store, Trader Joe's. And and yeah, it costs a few dollars to have a small bouquet of flowers. But you know, a, some flowers and pretty placemats or a tablecloth and nice dishes or setting the table or um having tea with a pretty mug, like those things don't really cost a lot of money, you know. It's just taking the time and see using what you have to um, make other make your family make your children feel welcome around the table by making it pretty.
1: You know, yeah, and I, I agree. It, it does not need to be to be expensive. Um, when I think about beautiful things in our house, uh, I think about words like you know, beautiful, intentional, meaningful. Like I said earlier, the artwork that was painted by a friend, uh, we have, we have paintings in our home done by family members. And yeah, me the Louvre? No, but they're, they're beautiful to us. And there's a meaning attached to them. Um, you know, a little collection of something that you, you got on a trip somewhere that's important or special to you to put those little souvenirs on a shelf. Or maybe it's a new season of the year. And so you go out and you get pine cones and acorns and you put them in a bowl. and. It looks beautiful because, I mean, I think I read somewhere, some famous decorator basically it came down to if you want anything to look beautiful, put it in a basket or a container. Yeah. <laughs> it's like anything looks better if it's in a tray or in a basket. True. And, and it's true. Oh, it does. It makes it look like, oh.
2: Your coffee is- table or on the middle of your dining room table to put. A pumpkin on a tray with candle and some leaves or pine cones.
1: Yeah. yeah, And it's not that hard, you know, to do that. Now, you know, like if you're like us, we have a dog. So my coffee table now is, is empty again. <laughs> it's just like when I had it,
2: <laughs> Actually, my coffee table broke because the granddaughters were jumping on and off it. And I just watched it in slow motion oh, fall absolutely. apart. I haven't replaced it. So, you know, <laughs> Um. But also like if you, if you bring in the outdoor, bring the outdoors in, for example, um, plants. So as I was saying to you earlier, like when you have plants in your house, uh, plants somewhere in every room or collections of plants, you don't have to change them out with the season and they last for years. You know, I have plants that I've had for many years and, um, and I, I, the, the more time goes by the more I enjoy them and I enjoy getting more and, um, you know, I mean, you can spend, I you don't know, 10 or $15 at Lowe's getting a new plant, but I still have it. And it goes throughout the seasons.
1: Yes. And it's, you know. I, I'm on a, there's a, I think a thread on Reddit. Sometimes I get on there and uh, it's a, it's a design my room thread and people will post a picture of their room and they're always very plain and boring. And, you know, usually like a starter student department, they'll be like, what yeah. do?" help me out and and then these really gifted people who can do photoshop and add things to the picture will add things and spruce up the room and it, it's always always the first two things that people do is they put in plants and they put something on the walls <laughs> yeah it just yeah it feel more like home <laughs> so yeah and if you can't keep the plant alive give up and go get another one it's okay
2: uh, it's okay Plants
1: die. let it go let it go and start over
2: at Circe, we're getting a new, we're moving into a new facility next week and it's quite a bit bigger and we're all excited to be moving into it. And I actually get an office. I get to have a little office by the foyer and I will share it with anybody who's visiting and, you know, our staff that come from out of town and such, but I'm looking forward to just decorating this blank space. Mm-hmm. I have some art from home I'm not using right now and I'll bring a plant in or two plants and looking
1: forward to that uh, you know. fun a beautiful lamp some kind of whatever the light first overhead light thing you know
2: really i know we do have it does have um the fluorescent lighting and everybody is like oh we're not going to use that and we can't we don't have the resources to change all the lighting out right now so you know definitely a lamp I have a window. Yeah. All the offices have windows. Maybe there's a couple on the inner side, but I don't know. The people who chose those offices don't care for some sad reason. (laughs) But yeah, yes. Sunlight, sunlight and seeing green out my window is an absolute must.
1: Well, that reminds me of, you know, other, other ways to add beauty to our home is not just what we look at, but um, things that we hear. So get yeah. a playlist that you like it's fun I mean just get on Spotify and find seasonal playlists to have playing in your home and um if you like scents some smelly things like candles or potpourri or whatever your essential oil diffuser I mean everyone has their own favorite thing but you know my favorite thing is chocolate chip cookies baking in the oven <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> best smell ever yeah, um, yeah. so things that you hear smell see um you know, a plate of cookies is, is a, goes a long way toward adding beauty to that counter. Your kids will thank you, and um, and then yeah, textures are another fun thing to play with. I mean, um, you know, a wicker basket is one texture. A soft, fluffy throw blanket is another texture, um, and you can change those up a little bit. yep yeah, and
2: you know, new kitchen towels. Or I mean, it doesn't really take much to lift my spirits oh I have a new (laughs) new (laughs) clean kitchen towel hanging on my stove look at that for fall it's like yay
1: (laughs) but that's true I mean how often have we put up with those old ratty moldy yuck?
2: I know you know what I did this week I actually I went and I bought brand new towels for our master bath because I realized I have not bought towels for us, for our bathroom in so long. I was actually using old towels that were my mother's. (laughs) Because when she got rid of her home, she gave them to me four years ago. And it's like, it is time for some new towels. So I bought new white towels. And then that inspired me to, you know, do more in the bathroom to get it sparkling. So, you know, I, I just didn't even notice. It was like, there's something wrong in this bathroom. It needs new towels.
1: Yeah. So. It, it just takes a little thing sometimes to get us started. but
2: mm-hmm. but it's it's really not. It doesn't require a lot of money Mm-mm. to bring back to our homes for sure. I would
1: just say too, is for homeschool moms listening to this, um things like, you know, it's probably a whole on a, the a subject of a whole other podcast, we can talk about art and art education and art appreciation. But there there are basic design principles that we can all learn. And when you learn those, you can apply those in your home. So, you know, color and form and balance and line and harmony. And those are all things that, you know, exist in the visual world around us. And as, as we're teaching our children about art and, and things, these are things that we can incorporate in our own homes as well. So, I mean, I think we all need kind of to... To learn that visual language. I'm not an art person. I wouldn't consider myself an art person or talented in art, but I want to learn, you know, why does why does this arrangement of pillows work better than this arrangement? And my yeah. artist daughter would tell me, because it's it's balanced. It was not yeah. before. And I was like, that is such a simple thing. And she saw it, but I didn't. But I can learn to see that, right? Um, we we had a sofa in our old house in, in Houston, and it was this very all I can think of is plump it was a very plump overstepped curvy the lines of this sofa were curved and because mm-hmm. of the plump overstepped look that that added to the curvy roundedness of it right but for some reason the pattern I picked for it was plaid so we have this mm-hmm. very curvy line sofa but the lines of the print on the fabric are very straight and very right angle and that yeah. sofa always bugged me, and I didn't know why. And now, I, now I figured out. Yeah, it's because it, that sofa needed flowers. It needed it needed a print that was rounded and and mimicked, you know, the the design of the furniture itself. And because there was a disharmony and a, a non unity there, it never quite worked.
2: Our daughter Katarina, is an artist too, and she'll she'll say she'll say something like that. That throw blanket doesn't really work because it's too cool for this room like what are you talking about it's like (laughs) she goes it's the wrong shade it's too cool you have warm in here you need warm things and then I start to look at it I go oh yeah I guess I guess that's true you know you have warm colors and cool colors and sometimes I really sometimes I really actually don't even see the difference Like I was helping her. She, she um, owned her own little house. And when she got married, she moved in with her husband and his house. And then she's, she's now renting her house. So last week I was over painting it with her while she was, um, while she was, before the new movers, the new people moved in and we were trying to match a paint color of gray. And I thought it looked totally the same. Like that wall is the same as that wall. And she goes, No, this is warm and this is cool. Okay. She (laughs) She can tell. Okay. I believe you. (laughs) But, you know, like people who have people just have a gift for that. An artist
1: has a gift for it. Right. And we can use them. Yes. Find those people. (laughs) Those people pick their brains. Yeah. Uh, Well, Karen, it's been fun to talk to you about this and to have a fun conversation and um for our mom friends listening we hope maybe this has given you the...
2: they're still listening <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wasn't a Karen I was uh, maybe it's given you an idea or two of some things yeah on your home and um add beauty and in the midst of your very busy busy full life and may the lord bless you and here's to home